Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, order yourself a box, and you'll be blown away. Hey everybody, how you doing tonight? Welcome to a brand new Ike Live show. It's going to be a fabulous show, and I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I know I am. Still on cloud nine. Sit to my right, the co-host, the us of the show, Pete Klusik. How you doing tonight, Pete? A.K.A. Tommy Biffle. A.K.A. I know. You've been getting a lot of that lately. Man, all, all out on the Chesapeake, man. They're all hollering at me. It's crazy. In fact, I saw a post the other day that said, Pete Klusik's fishing the Central Open on Grand. And I'm like, no, that's Tommy Biffle. It's not Pete. That's a true story. I did see a post uh, on my social media feed. Uh, Want to start the show. We've got a super show for you tonight. Hang in there with us, man. We got some amazing guests coming on. We got some amazing stories and amazing updates from everybody here. But before the show starts, we gotta thank all these companies that makes Ike Live possible, starting with Mystery Tackle Box. MTB, you see these black boxes all over the place. Man, it's like Christmas to your door once a month, uh, getting all the latest tackle tips and techniques at your doorstep. Check it out, mysterytacklebox.com. Uh, go over there. If you use the promo code IKELIVE20, $20 off your first Pro Box. Also brought to you by Flambeau, the very, 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 very best in tackle storage and tackle management. Uh, Flambeau makes some great stuff. Of course, they're using Z-Rust and the brand-new IQ series. Go to FlambeauOutdoors.com. Use the promo code ikelive and you get 20% off your entire order over at the Flambeau site. And that's tackle storage, that's tackle boxes, it's containers, even the hunting stuff you can get 20% off of. Is that right? I don't know if that is, but try it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you should, right? Decoys and stuff should be yeah, there. I don't know. It try says it. your entire cart. Your entire cart. The bazooka. Right, the bazooka, whatever you whatever you get over there. Uh, brought to you by Liquid Mayhem. Man, scent is important. I just got back from... Three or four smallmouth events in a row. I got to tell you, scent is key with smallmouth. Um, man, it, they got some great scents. It's a great product. Go over to liquidmayhem.com. Check out uh, their scents like shed, garlic minnow crawl, garlic crawl, and la 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 leech. Use the promo code IKELIVE25 for 25% off your entire order. Man, it pays to watch Ike Live, Pete. It pays. Big time. What about Hobie Kayaks? What do you think about that? They have a twenty percent off coupon. I don't think they do, but they make, <laughs> but they make a hell of a kayak. Um, Hobie Kayaks is a great sponsor of the show. Check them out. Uh, they have the Mirage system, which is pedal drive system for your kayak, hands-free fishing, forward and reverse. Damn it! You could go in reverse in that kayak. We're going to ask Dave about that later. Uh, brought to you by TH Marine. Listen, if you have a boat from a canoe. All the way up to a 38-foot Biggie small yacht like Ish Monroe, TH Marine makes a product for your boat. Check them out, thmarine.com. Pete, you do this next one because you have the hat on, bro. Hey, the Bass University, uh, also part of the Ike Live show. Going to Mexico. Mexico. Mexico, November 6th through the 10th, guys. It's uh, it, it's it's a destination trip of a lifetime. I want to invite all you guys to participate. Um, go to thebassuniversity.com. Uh, there's all the information you need there about the trip, or you can just straight email ladyangler at anglersin.com, and she will answer all your questions uh, and completely take care of your trip. It is awesome. All you got to do is show up to the airport. The Angler's Inn picks you up, takes you to the Angler's Inn. You get two guided fishing trips per day. You get a siesta. They'll hit you with a cold cocktail when you get Ooh. off the plane just for the ride. And they and it's Lake El Salto, guys. It's the greatest bass fishing lake in the history of the world. So come down and join me and Fred Rumbanis. We're going to be filming Bass U TV down there. You might make it on an episode of that. Uh, it's going to be a blast. You don't want to miss it. Uh, just go to thebassuniversity.com. That's tricky. I just noticed that, Brian. That's very tricky. We'll talk about that later. Uh, also brought to you by Real Snot. Uh, listen, man, if you want longer casts, if you want to kill that line memory, if you want to keep your guides free and clean, try Real Snot. Eco-friendly, non-aerosol, non-flammable. Go to realsnot.com. Use the promo code IKELIVE25 for 25% off. Bro- what? We interrupt this broadcast with a special news bulletin. What? 
Line Cutters has announced a new partnership with the dynamic show Ike Live. What? Stay tuned for the program <laughs> to see live demonstrations. This is Hudley Crockett signing off. Wow, big news. Big yeah. line cutters coming on board like Welcome, live. guys. Yes, big, big announcement. We're going to have Vance on a little later in the show. Also brought to you by Vision Wheel. Look at the table right here. You see these beautiful rims. You see these rims. You see these deuce dubs. You can have these on your truck and boat trailer as well. Go to visionwheels.com. And finally, last but not least, Tackle Warehouse. Everyone I know, including Kevin Van Dam, shops at Tackle Warehouse. I promise you. Go to TackleWarehouse.com for all your tackle needs. Listen, hang in there with us. we got an amazing show coming up. Come on. Let's go. Warning. The following live webcast might contain content that some people find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. When watching this program, please make sure the room is well lit and do not sit too close to the screen. If you're uptight, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please stop watching right now and leave the internet. Now it's time for Ike Live. What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute? An hour. The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome to Ike Live. Is this the first time ever, Brian the Carpenter? I forgot the folks at home, folks at home in the beginning. Ah, yeah, you did. I did. Let me go back in time. Folks at home, folks at home. (laughs) Welcome to a brand new Ike Live show. Hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. This is going to be a pretty amazing show tonight. Hang in there with us. We got some very special guests joining us. Before I get to the show... Let me announce the room and uh, the guys and girls that make this show very special and amazing. Pete Glusick, co-host of the show, sitting to my right. How you doing, Pete? I'm doing good, Just man. talking about off-camera there for a second. Uh, you've been fishing on the Upper Bay a lot. Mm-hmm. Been having some great days there. We're talking about the smallmouth, which is kind of a hidden gem on yeah. the Upper upper Susquehanna, on the Upper Bay, the tidal portion. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? Are they biting or are they not biting? What's going on? You know, they're, they're biting pretty good. They'll, be, they'll bite better and better as the temperature cools. Okay. But, man, it, I saw some really interesting things about uh, the smallmouth there. I got to um, – uh, Tim from East Tennessee came up, fishes all the – Tim. All the, all the uh, smallmouth lakes in East Tennessee, and um, – we want to. Sp- we spent a day fishing the Susquehanna River. We fished down to 70 feet deep. Wow! And, which I didn't even realize there was 70 feet of water. The fish will blow there. up if you catch one in and, 70. And that happened. They'll explode. Yeah, we caught some white perch and catfish down that. And deep. they blew up. They blew up while the white perch did the catfish. There, yeah. they just go right back down. Okay. But we caught smallmouth all day. We didn't catch a lot of big ones. Uh, we caught keeper fish, but uh, right. we caught them everywhere from top water uh, to fishing tubes, drop shots, jerk baits. Uh, you know, we did so many different uh, different things. But here's the really cool thing about the flats is I caught two of the biggest smallmouth out in the grass. Wow. Miles out there on the grass. On the largemouth stuff, you on caught the, two big, giant smallmouth. Caught two big, giant smallmouth. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, you just see a, a, a stick up out there or something. You just yeah. pitch out there, and every once in a while, a big smallmouth wow. fishes it. Very so, cool. Yeah, it was, real, it was a lot of fun. I never did that before. You and I did it. For the Golden Ike show. We did. We caught some hammers. In November. Yeah. yeah. We caught big ones then. Yeah. And you know what else? Uh, they Somebody weighed in a five-pound smallmouth. Wow. In a, in a derby just in the last week down there. Crazy. Unusual. That's a toad. Yeah. Uh, let me continue with the rest of the room. Sitting on the casting couch tonight, our very own Dave Brodzik. Dave, how you doing tonight? 
Good to see us. See you rocking the uh, the Lamb of God T-shirt tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. Dug, dug it out. Dug it out. Yeah, man. Getting uh, ready for February. February. Yeah. You want let everybody know. I know. I know the date. Let everybody know. February. What is it? February 18th or what? I think it's February 8th. It's not Lamb of God, but we're gonna Machine Heads come. Machine Head. Yeah. The uh, the Theater of Living Arts in Philadelphia. TLA, very small venue. Evening of Machine Head, and we already wow. got our tickets. Ten minutes into ticket sales, we very got, nice. We got our five. Becky's finding out for the first time that I'm going to this concert yeah. right now. <laughs> Just to let you know. It'll be a Thursday night, so open up Friday, everybody. <laughs> He's really good with communication. Uh, really, really bad with communication. You are too, though, because something happened the other day. Oh, your brother got like a brand new job, and we're on the phone with your mom, and. You didn't even tell me. It was like a week ago or something. Or was it two days ago? Right. Right. All right. Yeah, but you know what? She had no problem the other day lying about you taking a call in five minutes when I call you for the first time in a few months. We're talking on the phone, and all of a sudden, Beck's like, you got a call coming. The call would have been at like 3.36. No one takes a call at 3.36. There was actually a call. There was no call. No, there was a call. save me. No. No, there was a call. No problem communicating. Which is really funny. I don't lie. 3.36. No one takes a call. No, no, there was a call. I can't remember. There was a call, but. I can't remember who it was what. Uh, sitting next to Dave, Miss Rebecca, how you doing tonight? Great to have you officially back on the show. You, you've you been like a transient yeah. the last couple shows. Yeah, well, I I got bribed with some bling. So bling, bling? Up. All right. Get a little bling and you show up and everything's good? <laughs> yeah. All right. Brian's casing the joint. Yeah, but the bras are in the way of the couch. Oh, okay. All right, I'm with Brian. Uh, Beck, uh, who are you wearing tonight, by the way? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, I have my thread cutters rings on. Does that count? And some old scrubby jeans. I, I did not dress for you. I'm sorry. So nothing. You don't even have a designer to tie into this wardrobe tonight? I have my rainbow flip-flops on. Okay. Now I suck tonight. I'm did sorry. you say Rambo flip-flops or rainbow? <laughs> rainbow. <laughs> yeah, Rambo was barefoot for a while out there. Remember, his feet were real bloody. He had a problem with his feet. <laughs> Remember that dude? He had to take care of them things. They looked horrible. Had bunions. Dude, they were not. Remember that? He was barefoot. I don't remember. Yeah, dude. Was he? Then, then, he, then he got some boots off one of the cops and, like, a jacket. No! I'm going to rent Rambo tonight now to have a recall of that movie. Uh, back in the booth, pushing all the buttons. And I, I want to say, doing a fabulous job. Everything seems like it. Am I going to jinx it, Pete, if I say everything's operating correctly? I, I wouldn't say it. Okay. <laughs> everything's smooth. I'm going to just say that at this point. Brian the Carpenter, how you doing tonight? Good, Good to man. see you. Good. You had a little angry moment earlier, but I had a, I had an angry six months, so it's this okay. True. This is true. We're going to talk about that a little later. Yeah. What's up with the titles, man? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, let, let's look at that. So I noticed it in the intro of the show, <laughs> and I saw that Pete's got his normal co-host title of Pete Glusick, and that is Pete's name. But next to next to me, where my name's supposed to be, it says James Elam. <laughs> Figured you might want to give him a shout-out. Uh, we we're we're going to be talking about James. We're going to talk about his win and, and what happened because of that win. We're going to be talking about that in a second. Amazing. Sitting next to Brian, and uh, I don't know, I don't even know what to call him anymore. It's our very own Eric the, I don't know. Uh, Eric the employee. Eric the employee. Eric, how you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Excited and nervous for whatever's about to go down tonight. Yeah, so let everybody know uh, we're going to be renaming Eric officially tonight, Pete. And we're asking everybody watching and listening to please chime in and help us rename Eric and give him a new title. This is going to be very fun. Eric, uh, you have to put him through because he's controlling the IM. So, Brian, right. make sure he puts him through. Yeah, Brian, keep him in line. I got if an some, eye on him. <laughs> all right, keep an eye on him. And uh, we want to hear from you. We're going to be renaming Eric. He has to have a nickname like we all have. I mean, he looks like Eddie Vedder and Ebenflow right now. Look out. I know. Can you can you do a little, <laughs> do, do you sing, yeah. Eric? I wish I had any musical ability whatsoever. He's got the Eddie Vedder hair going. He's got yeah. the, the flannel. That does. No. Very uh, Eddie Betterish. Very much. Eddie very Betterish. Much. Here's, here's the here's the bait for you to chime in on this contest. The winner tonight, if it's one of you out there and you chime in on the IM tonight, the winner of the Rename Eric contest is going to receive a goodie bag of all this stuff. I see a Tackle Warehouse gift bag in there. I see a hat. I see some bumper stickers and a three-month subscription to Mystery Tackle We'll box. even throw a line cutter in there. We'll even we're gonna throw, we're yeah. throw a line cutter in there. The pink one that nobody wants. It's in. We're going to throw that in there. But, uh... 
<laughs> but we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna be sending you a giant prize. So please help us rename Eric the intern. It's getting a new name. Pete. Anybody got any suggestions? Yeah. Get that kicked off. Anybody? Anybody? Right off the. I, yeah. We, we Eric, ta- Eric the Facebook poser. Poser. <laughs> <laughs> I liked. I liked. Why, is he, why is he a poser now? I, well, I'm not in, in the in the, the literal sense. Everybody's always telling me about his uh, his fish pictures over over on Facebook. Oh, post social media. Poster or poser? poser? I heard poser. Poser, but That's in the cool. literal sense. Okay. okay. He's posing. He's posing. posing. All right. Yeah. That's a good ah, one. Ah, see, I was taking it. Could be interpreted another way. Yeah, I was taking it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So <laughs> That's how I would mean it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the, just the initial E. I like that one. E has, I think, has. What's ah, that's stolen though from Yeah. Outrage. That's not disrespectful enough. Okay. What about E Rock? Did uh, again, not like, disrespectful enough. Not disrespectful Clearly. enough. Right. That came up in the last. It's show. Too easy. All right. It's too easy. Um, before we get in the show, as we always do, we want to thank the military out there, men and women, active and veterans. Man, thank you guys for what you do. It's crazy, freaking world, dude. After last week, I- I'm not kidding you. This is a serious conversation we had. After you know, it's like every time you turn on the news, it gets like worse and worse, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like it. Uh. Me and Becky are having like we, I've never owned a, a firearm in my life. Becky's never owned a firearm. We're talking about going this week, go to the state police here in New Jersey, in South Jersey, and applying for a, a firearm permit. I mean, it's getting out of hand, man. Um, but definitely want to thank the military, police, firemen, EMT, with the crazy shit that's going on. I saw as horrific as it was in Vegas. I saw amazing stuff from policemen and firemen. And, off-duty EMTs right. that save people's lives. So thank you guys for and what you do. It's pretty special. I, re- I read a story. I just wanted to share it with you because I thought it, I thought we were going to talk about this a little bit tonight. Yeah. Is you know the police and the firemen kind of they're not adversarial, but you know they're kind of competitive with each other yeah. a, a little bit. But out in Las Vegas, they um, they had learned a lot of things from what, some of the other mass shootings that have taken place, and a lot of people were um, you know unfortunately were dying because they weren't getting treatment fast enough in these incidents because a lot of times the shooters were still hot and the police and the fire uh groups teamed up and actually went into the live zone while things were happening so that they could they could get medical treatment to these people that were hit and uh and they did and they did they went in um they went in live and boy that's i mean kudos to them i'm i'm so proud of them and appreciative of them to while that is going on, walking into the line of fire, going into harm's yeah. way to save others, uh, there's no more noble efforts. It's crazy. So. And Dave, you you were involved in that on a daily basis in Camden when when Camden was shitty, shitty, still shitty, but yeah, it was yeah. shitty, shitty. We had we had like a dozen housing projects, and that was when it was really wild. But back to what Pete was saying, we we're talking about in Vegas. What what I found so hard about that, and I tried to envision myself being there, was. You're fighting a guy at a super elevated level in a room that you don't know what room it is. You don't have the right. time to sit there and count the floors. And even if you do, once you get up there, you see those hotel rooms. They're not like old apartment buildings that just go down, down, down. They they, they, they branch off. They they all there's different wings. Right. Yeah. Like the amount of time it would take to actually find the room and then set a team up to go in because they're not thinking they're not thinking Midwest crazy guy. They're thinking terrorists. Right. And they're thinking. Tripwires. They're thinking secondary and third attacks right. that are planned off of an assault of the room. Yeah. So you can't just go in there, John Wayne. You know, guns are blazing because cops mm. are going to get clipped. Right. You know. So I, mean, I just couldn't imagine. And it's gonna it's gonna force us. It's gonna force law enforcement to actually now have contingency plans for this situation. Like uh, not everyone does. It's just not right. everything's not planned out like this. You don't yeah. expect that to happen. Right. You know. Yeah. But uh, man, you know, like watching guys run toward the gunfire. You know, it's just uh, every time I see it, I, you know, I, I'm just so proud of those guys, like Pete said. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's and others too. You know, that that protected that that gave their lives, saving others that they didn't even know. Yeah, a lot of stories. Yeah. There were civilians yeah. throwing people, mm-hmm. pickup trucks, and putting themselves in harm's way. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't know who they are because they're not wearing a uniform, running into the into the line mm-hmm. of fire. Yeah, did did I don't did you see Byron was there? I did see. I saw someone Bass fan that yeah. Byron was actually. Uh, on the same floor right as the shooter oh, wow. so it's participating in the event he was actually down there with his group and they had left 30 minutes prior to the shooting just you know lucky and right. uh they were out of harm's way you know and uh d- and didn't receive impact but 
but he was actually, you know, there on site. There's a story about it on Bass Fan. You guys need to go check it out. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, on to brighter things. We've got a super show for you tonight. I hope you hang in there with us. Uh, we're going to be talking via Skype to a couple really cool dudes. We've got the CEO of Line Cutters himself. Yeah. Vance Zahorski joining us. I TV probably, star. Yeah, I probably butchered the last name, uh, but we're going to be talking to, to Vance. Uh, also, uh, we've got another really dynamic guest that's going to be coming on to give his amazing story. we got David Cosner from Austin, Texas joining us. He's an aspiring uh, a pro, fishing a few of the tours right now, working his way up. He's had a very, very amazing story to pass to us. Really kind of puts life in perspective, so I'm, I'm excited to hear from David. Uh, and, of course, we're going to be catching up, Pete, with what everybody's been doing here on Ike Live Crew. So I'm excited to hear from that, too. I want to hear what Brian the Carpenter's been doing. Brian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fixing stuff over here. <laughs> that's, that's Hamm- hammers don't work on keyboards. <laughs> no, I just had to adjust a few things. You know, growing pains with the new setup here. By the way, people on, on uh, Facebook need to go over to the website, the the uh the website stream's different than the Facebook stream, so Sounds it's great. a lot better. Okay. Looks sharper. And, okay. And we're monitoring the questions a lot more diligently. Or uh, I should say the names. Eric, give us some names. Give us some lot. names for yourself. Right off the bat, we're getting a lot. Come yeah, on, Eric. Going we all. Got? all right. First and foremost, Ike's bitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Ooh. I don't know about that one, but uh, we got Baby E. Baby Ooh, E. Baby oh, E. Cool. It's also a name of a swim bag. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty Where's creative. Or Tiny E. Vitamin e? <laughs> Vitamin, Vitamin e. Vitamin E. <laughs> oh God. That's like a that's like a corny rap group name. Yeah. Or, or e Eeny no. Meeny. <laughs> 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 wow. Stop the contest now. Everybody everybody at home write that down. Wow. <laughs> God. It's a good one. Let's see. E America. 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 That's that's a runner-up. America. Commander Eric. Anything else? Generic Eric. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a garbage there. I don't know about that one. I I like Squidward. Keith Cowan gave him the name Squidward. Yeah, where did that come from? Squidward's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. I I, I like it. You guys get it? I don't get it, but I like it. Squidward's kind of tall and thin. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. works. Squidward. Stupid. Hey, regardless, it'll be my name. <laughs> it'll be good. Everybody it'll... gets to have their own name for him. Right. All these Pan-select are, by the it. way, are a lot better than your predecessor. I would say so. Yeah. Who, yeah. Dave, whose nickname was Tom, which is a pretty boring name. <laughs> what, if so. we, what if we just call him Tom? <laughs> we could. <laughs> Tom 2. <laughs> Tom 2.0. Tom 2.0. Tom 2.0. Tom 2.0. Brilliant. We'll just call him Tom. <laughs> so basically, we just, we just need to give Eric a, a very normal name. Right. John. Tom. John. You can just change it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not Eric, he's John. John. Eeny, meeny. Eeny, meeny's a good one, man. That's really uh, good. Skippy. <laughs> Skippy. Skippy. So I, I'd like to start just to recap, Beck, and I want to start Eric with you. Oh, uh, no. let's, I, I'd like everybody to know um, the course of events that happened yesterday. It was a really interesting day for us. Let me start by saying uh, congratulations. Rebecca got third place in the Elmer Festival Harvest Run of uh, uh, wow. 5K. Third Woo. place. There weren't that many people running. <laughs> uh, there was a bunch of people. You did. I'm but very proud of you. they were all in my age group. All the, the good, the run heads yeah. were in your age group. What right. age group's that, Dave? Oh, no. What's that? What's the, uh... <laughs> Hold on. It, Dave has to take a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the age group we're all in, except, uh, except him. The, the, yeah, the, uh, most relevant? <laughs> except Eeny Meeny is in a different age group. Post alive? It's near death. But yet, yesterday was an interesting day. So, you know, I, I'll let everybody know. We kind of knew that the last day of the Central Open was happening. There was a really slight chance... You know, I, I, remote chance that I could still make the classic. Mm-hmm. I, I really feel like we didn't think about it all day. We kept ourselves busy. We went to um, over at Wheaton, had a festival in Millville. Kept ourselves busy. We did stuff all day. We got back. We did some stuff in the yard. But then the weigh-in comes, right? You know, and it's weigh-in time. And, and you're drawn to the phone. 
you can't put it down, right? Because this determines your fate. This is the last opportunity on whether you can make the classic. So because if the right guy wins the tournament, if the right guy wins, the classic spot goes down, and the elites goes one down, and it's your spot. Goes one down. So I had figured out the night before when I looked at who made the top twelve. I had it figured that there were two guys, only two in the top twelve, that could help me get to the Bassmaster Classic. And one was one was James Elam, who qualified through the elites. So by him winning would be a double qualifier, mm-hmm. which would free up the spot. The only other one was Casey Scanlon, who only fished two of the three opens because he missed our, uh, the our tex- uh, tournament Texas and Orange mm-hmm. Texas because yeah, of an FLW, FLW event. Yep. yep, conflict. So they were our only two shots to make so it. One in six chance of making yep. it. Well, see, I I thought, like, I was in the office with Becky when the bracket competition was going on. Yeah. Right? We were all... Bracket. We were glued. And we were were glued to the bracket competition, all of us, and Becky was a hot mess. (laughs) You know, I mean, she's pacing, she's, you know, uh, I mean, just having... And understandably so, you know? I mean, anytime somebody else catches a fish, she gets freaked out. And uh, so I figured... I figured you you were you I figured you were going to be a mess yesterday. Yeah. Well, you know, the bracket was different because Mike was in it. So there's there's I guess there's more emotion, there's more feeling mm-hmm. involved because you're you're watching him fish. Um but I I think I had accepted that we were not going to the classic. Yeah. The mm-hmm. classic was out. Yeah. There was this tiny chance, but I had accepted it. I had I had moved forward mentally. Mm-hmm. I was good. So we went into this event, and I didn't think about it all week. I mean, I, I have to say, I probably didn't talk to some of my friends either because I knew they were there at the event their husbands were fishing because I didn't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. So if I had conversation with them, I'd be like, oh, I wonder how the fishing's going, you know? And, yeah. I, and I didn't want to think about who of the, I mean, 150 boats could have possibly gotten a set. Just I just avoided the entire thought until yesterday <laughs> yeah. and then there was no avoiding it and we did no. great i mean if you hang out with our children you will fully understand that there's no time to look at a phone and see how people are doing a reading a blog they are very high maintenance children especially in a festival and they're melting down uh, and it's hot and they want to eat and they're yeah we were good we stayed away you know from I mean? it the like, whole day mm-hmm. stayed away were, from they it. were a wonderful distraction. until the weigh-in right and then i couldn't stop looking at it yeah. you know and and I, I can tell you from my perspective, it was, I don't want to say more stressful, but a very different kind of stress than being in the event itself. You mm-hmm. know, you know, winning a tournament, waiting for your fate to see if anybody catches something higher than you or or the reverse or, you know, thinking you might have the bag to catch, you know, all those stresses of tournaments. And we've all been through them. Dave, Pete, Brian, even Brian the Carpenter and Eric have fished tournaments where there's a little bit of stress involved there. It was different because I had no control mm-hmm. whatsoever. When you're in, actively involved in the tournament, you've got mm-hmm. some control of your own destiny, right? It was the longest dice roll ever, right? Yeah. Waiting yeah. for it to stop. Dude, it was unbelievable. And, I, I mean, just the, the, you know, that weird emotion. And, and it's like, um, you know, you kind of like, you know, like, but for like, you know, because they draw it out. So you're like, for like an hour. You but, know what I mean? You know what you have, and Brian and I were talking that no one else we know does. Like you have a way of getting nine lives. In situations <laughs> where you need it. So Seriously, <laughs> think yeah. about it, dude. We need some examples. after you're done talking, Brian. We need some examples. I, I, I got one. I mean, I, we we've talked about one on the show. Like you lose a, a fishing jacket in a lake <laughs> and catch the thing like ten years later, bait fishing. I mean, who does that, dude? Like you know, you're about to quit the sport and you go win the classic. And being yeah. a guy who's been trying to win the classics his entire life, take it right from us. <laughs> right from his clutches. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. I know you're watching, Gary. You know Sorry I mean? about that. And then this. And like, well, even when you well, explained that this was a possibility, it seemed like such a long shot. Mm-hmm. I remember when you're, I'm like, damn, all right, cool. Mike's not going to be in the classic. At least we, you know, at least yeah. we, and then, and then, and then, and then the, you know, the lightning strikes. Like, you know, this is crazy. It's crazy. I, I got to break in real quick and just, I'm going to speak for Brian. It's funny you say that because a lot of times when we were kids, we did we did some effed up stuff back in the day. I usually went home when you guys started doing that. I didn't hang around. For yeah. Stuff. Well, Brian and Tom, of course, gotten a lot of effed up stuff. <laughs> well, we all did. But dude, it was the <laughs> same way. Like it would always be like you know we'd be doing whatever we were doing and we shouldn't have been doing, 
and I'd be like, die, I gotta go, I gotta go or something. And I'd, I'd like literally like walk away, yeah. and the cops would show up. Oh. <laughs> Everybody gone. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I would rob. It's a lot a, of I would, stuff that I would rob like a that. bank with you. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even drive by a bank with Stockle. <laughs> 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 we happen to be in the car that fits the description of the bank robbers. Dude. dude, I'd agree with that. You know what I mean? And for tournaments, it's the same thing. I love the uh, fish with Brian, but dude, in a tournament, oh, it's the here. worst. Yeah. Something always happens dude, totally I, messed up. Brian dude. would just show up and climb in my boat, and parts would just start falling off. <laughs> yeah, if he even have his, if he has his boat keys with him. Yeah. Most of the time, he drives three hours, and his boat keys are still in his room at the house. That almost happened once. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you. Back to you with the luck, man. That, there is something to that. There really yeah. is something to bringing that luck to you. I don't know why. I don't know how that. I wouldn't. You know? He just explained it. If you robbed a bank with him, he'd be the one that gets away <laughs> with the money. Uh, yeah, and we, the rest of us, would get caught. You're right. But, but I. You have the dye pack explode on you, Dave. <laughs> You're right. I would. I have the one bundle that didn't have a dye pack on my teeth as I'm like spreading the money across, like taking a picture. <laughs> On your teeth. But this is not the first time in fishing that this has happened. It's not. It's like you're now. We give a lot of credit to Elam, but Wiggins. Shout out to James Elam. Wiggins won the the previous tournament. He did. Right. Which, which let Steve in. Which would if that didn't happen. Yeah. And how many guys in the top twelve could have made that happen? Yeah. Right. And that happened. And it came down to the very last thing. Now, the last one that I remember was just a few years back where uh, you were fishing for your classic life on Lake Erie. Lake Erie. And had to win the tournament. That's it. Last chance. You, last that, the only way in was yeah. to win. Yeah. yeah. And you and you had an, a nine, another crazy. life. And you won that tournament and kept that streak it's going. It's crazy. I'd be I, truly amazing, Mike. This is just, this is Jark Meffrey's here in the parallel universe. <laughs> truly, truly I mean, it's great. Congratulations and everything. But Thank what about, you, Jark. What about the guy who's next? Why aren't we talking about him? <laughs> He's just sitting out there. He could have got in just like you if the next guy would have won. Right. <laughs> in any case, uh, hi, I'm Jark Meffrey's, everybody. Host of LTB in a parallel universe. They, leave the fever handles, the G and the Q. We, we, don't, we don't talk to them. Uh, but yeah, everybody, uh, you know, in my parallel universe, I have I have my own, you know, my own little sidekick, uh, you know, hey, instead of uh, instead of Nature Boy, he's Aqua Boy. Yeah, his name's Gat Mandrake, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. You know, I like hanging out with twenty-one-year-olds, giving them nicknames, right, Rock? <laughs> wow. Jark, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I don't know how you got here that quick. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parallel universe. We move back and forth real quick. We shout all the time. I love to hear, I love to hear your insight into the sport. I love to hear your insight into Thank the you. sport. How, how, if you were in James Elam's shoes right now and Bassmaster's given me a lot of this press instead of James, what? how do you feel about that? I said, James, why did you win? Why did you win and let Mike Iaconelli get in the class? Why didn't you just not win and let the guy behind him win? Right. No one talks about the guy behind the guy. Right. We always talk about the guy in front of the other guy. I mean, that's, that's actually correct. I don't know why I haven't thought of it that way. Wow. <laughs> Jark, the, in, the insight from Jark. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back later. I got much more to say, Mike. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jark. Wow. Jark Meffries, everybody. Jark Meffries. Why does he scream all the time? I don't know. It's his voice. It's very, it's very loud. I love Jark's show, though. Yes. What is it? ZLB? No. Well, LTB. LTB. And the G and Q is handled by... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the other host of that other show, Lave DeFeber, handles the G and the Q. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lave. Lave. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. I don't either, because my mind is scrambled right now. Uh, it, it was a stressful day. It was a stressful yes. day. But it got down to it. Um, we're in the yard, and and uh, one of the Japanese anglers who have fished all, all th- has fished all three is leading. And I'm like, oh, my God, here it goes. This guy, he's been consistent. He was mm-hmm. dead consistent for three days. I'm like, God, like it just – because at the time, we kind of had word that James didn't catch him. He had three fish for like four and a half pounds. And we're like, God, it's, it's – we got one guy to help us, and it's it's Casey Scanlon. 
and we're, we're watching, we're watching. I keep refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And Casey Scanlon weighs in like eight pounds, which pulls him in front of the Japanese. By angle. ounces. By ounces. And I'm like, oh, we did it. We did. And I, I, at that mm-hmm. point, I thought we had a chance. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't really real, though, until all of a sudden we're sitting there watching and we got a couple guys left. And the phone rings. And it's Bowman from Bass. And he's there. He's one of the guys covering the event. And he goes, uh, this is all unofficial, but, you know, I'd like to tell you that the guy that was leading, the young kid that was leading the event, has zeroed. And the only guy left away is James Elam, and he's got five. So I think you're in the classic. So I, I get this call, and he's on speaker. I got Becky next to me, and we're like, yeah! <laughs> dude, I mean, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I'm like throwing stuff. The kids are building this makeshift fireplace, fire pit between two trees. Totally unsafe. All the dr- the grass is dry. It's between two trees. <laughs> They're wanting to do this fire pit. I'm like, yeah, do it. Get a chicken. Get hot dogs. Let's build a fire. Dancing around it like Kevin Costner dancing with wolves. <laughs> Burn the yard down. Woo! I don't, you know what I mean? I don't even care. Dude, and it hit me. And, and so, and then, of course, James weighs in. He he goes ahead of Casey, but it was a win-win scenario. You mm-hmm. know, had either one of those guys win. And then it all really came true when we're still sitting there like, oh, my God, I'm like, Becky, grab the champagne. Now I'm freaking out. I want to celebrate, and I'm, I'm happy. And then all of a sudden the phone rings again, and it's Trip Weldon from Bass. Yeah. And he's got a call to officially tell you that you have qualified and, you know, kind of remind you of the off, of the, uh, of the off limits and the, the rules, you know, behind Hartwell and all that. Was he and, like the executioner calling you out know, with no emotion, like, yeah, Mac, you're in. No, Bye. no, but normally Trip is the executioner, but he had he 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 actually was a little excited. Oh, okay. I could tell in his voice, which was kind of cool. But you know, when he called and he said that, then it kind of hit. You know that, holy shit, it actually happened. Was that the call you blew me off for? No, oh. no, oh, okay. no. It was another call. <laughs> I'd have been worried that <laughs> that he would have been going the other way. You know, like. Mike, I know you think you made the classic, but, but. due to a technicality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if Mike had had the opportunity, he probably would have thought that because he always thinks the worst. Hello. Yeah. Oh, oh, we got a guest, a uh, live guest coming on. Hi uh, there. Hi. Is this James? This Mike. Yes. Is this Mike? This is Mike. Is this the real James awesome. or is this a fake James? This is the real this is the real Slim Shady. Yeah! <laughs> Slim Shady! Our favorite man. Woo! Right now. Yes! Brian, you surprised me with this. Sorry about that. Man, this is awesome. How are yeah. you doing? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How's everything in New Jersey? Everything's great in New Jer- Jersey. Listen, we've been talking about me. I don't want to talk about me anymore. I want to talk about you. Big win. Congratulations. Holy yeah. shit, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, it was good. I did. I didn't see it coming, but yeah. I couldn't think I, of. A, I tried. I, yeah. I, I couldn't think of a better way to end the year. I mean, you've had a you've had a really good year. You had a great ending event at Malax. I know because I watch you catch them every day. Uh, and, and then <laughs> yeah. and then you know now ending the season with a win on what's essentially your home lake. It's it's got to be pretty special. It was, um, you know, Green Lake's changed a lot, and you know, I, I fished six or seven different years in a row where I fished two or three different classics in September and October, and I really know that lake, you know, that time of year. I know how tough it is. I know what to do. I know where it usually goes down at. Um, but it, it's changed a lot, and it's gotten tougher. And it was really nice to get one more good tournament out of it, and just kind of like the glory days, you know. It's like probably when you won on the Delaware River, you used to fish it a lot, and you go back. Yeah. You know, you're going back home and winning. So it's uh, it was a really cool deal. Uh, I'm sure you can relate there. It's uh, it, and you know, I, I thought about you the whole time I was out there. I was like, man, I got to catch five. If I don't catch five, you know, Ike's not getting in. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was it was it was a crazy tournament, and I I just didn't see it coming. I guess I I didn't feel like I was on the fish quite strong enough, but I underestimated how how tough it actually was and you can see that from the weights yesterday and we had a little weather change you know and i i knew you know i, I caught my fifth keeper within 30 minutes to go my, my last two actually um, i had three fish and i only caught five all day wow i ended up keeping a fish that was it barely touched 14 on my board and and at the time when i caught it it was a really um 
really clamped up, you know, and, and it had its tail pinched on its own. And I go, man, you know, if it relaxes and, and that tail's not like that, that, you know, of course, in bass, they don't um, pinch the tail, they, they fan it. Uh, and I didn't know if it would go. And I just, I go, man, you know, I, I got to take this chance. I, I, I'm just going to see if it passes. I, I didn't look at it again and I waited in and it, and it worked out. So, wow. That, that, yeah, and that's... I won by ten ounces. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. God, that's amazing! But you know, wow. they're they're the kind of Pete we've talked about this before. But they're the kind of chances you have to take, right? A lot of guys would have threw that fish back. That's right, right mm-hmm. off the giddy. But they're the kind of chances you have to take chances to win, right? We've talked you about do. that all the time. It, and that's the only reason why I fish the opens, um, and it's for that reason right there. It's not because of the payout or anything like that. It's for that one sole purpose to try to make a classic berth, and, and I knew that, you know, it might be that time of the year. I I, I didn't have the classic made through the elite series, and I need I need that tournament to try to win. Right. Um, so I fished the other ones, and and that's why I was there. And, and of course, the pressure wasn't on me, you know, so that makes it easier. Yeah. And, uh, and I it, it was easy for me to practice because it was close to home, so. It just worked out, I guess, you know. Hey, I thought I thought it was cool, James. You wanted on a uh, Carolina rig. Yeah, that's which, pretty awesome. Which you, yeah. you haven't seen in a winter circle lately. That that was very cool. Old school with a lizard. Yeah, I know. Well, you can throw that lizard better, and it seems like they like that this time of year. That look. I mean, usually I'll throw like something bulkier, like a uh, bigger creature bait, or or uh, something that looks like a crawdad or something like that. Uh, but but it seems like that slender look w- is more of a a thing this time of year that they like and you know usually on that lake um maybe not this time of year but fishing offshore and fishing structure i'll throw a jig or um you know a big worm or, or there, there's a lot of other baits that i like to use besides that but that was the deal you know uh, and, and they get on that nothing stuff and you can cast it a mile and just drag it and it's just a really good way good effective way of catching them and i don't know if it's got anything to do with the you know, with it being separated from sinker, that that also that flutter, you know, might have something to do with yeah. the shad bite, and that's what they're interested in this time of year. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, but that's 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 typical old school Green Lake fishing, and it still works there. It uh, doesn't work as good as it used to. When I was a kid, that's where I learned how to Carolina rig. Probably when I was twelve, ten years old, something like that. I mean, they, it was just awesome. So, yeah. Now I, I want to know. Brings I saw I saw a lot of people commenting. Why was it so tough? I mean, fall can be tough in general, but Grand is known for a lot of 15 to 20 pound bags. We saw Edwin in the classic freaking weigh a 30 pound bag. Where where mm-hmm. where were all the big fish, James? Why was it so tough? What was what, why did what made it tough? Well, every year, no matter you know the lake right now, in my opinion, is in a lull, and it has been probably since the first year the classic came there. And I think it's got a lot to do with the fishing pressure. And, and nature goes in ups and downs, you know, in every lake. And I think right now, Grand's in a in a one of his low stages. Um, and it'll it'll be back, I'm sure. Uh, but besides that, this time of year is always the toughest time of year. And what happens is, you know, we start getting those cooler nights, and you know, they get off, they get off their summertime stuff where they're all grouped up, holding, you know, 15 foot of water or whatever, 20, 22, whatever the oxygen starts mess you know flip-flopping and and it seems like they scatter and then they start getting on the shad and they get up on flat stuff and they start roaming and falling those shad around and they might be somewhere one day and and then they're somewhere else the next and the whole key is trying to find somewhere some zone where there's a lot of shad and the fish are hanging out and there's there's a population around and there's stuff that they'll hold on and that and that's the places that I did catch them were, were like that. I mean, I know a million places on the lake, but had four or five that were pretty similar like that. And uh, and it wasn't it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't great fishing. It's and that's how it is this time. You just got to know that going into it. Yeah. And I and I guess that's why it gets so tough is they, they start roaming like that and they can be yeah. scattered. How about that? That's interesting. I want to change topics and I want to do go back in time a little bit to Lake Mille Lacs, and I know I had mentioned this earlier, but I want to talk a little bit about we shared a really, really special spot, especially in the morning, and I didn't know this at the time, but it was a spot that you fished last year at Mille Lacs as well. It was the same exact area. Um, yep. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I want to say it again. I know I told you at Mille Lacs, but I want to say thank you for sharing that spot like you did. In a lot of situations when the same guy finds a spot like that, 
doesn't always work like that. And um, right, it, we right. I, I appreciate the way that you handled that with me and and actually helping me catch fish on that spot, which was great. A lot of yeah. guys wouldn't have done that, so thank you for doing that. And well, we, yeah, and, well, thank you too. It goes the other way, you know. I mean, uh, I mean after the first day, of course, I, I got there first, and you know, you pull up right behind me. And I knew, like, if a guy does that, he found him too. And, and you know, you got to work together and stuff in that situation because, you know, you're going to get there first before me the second day. And, and it just it just works out better. I, I knew that there's enough fish there. We'd be fine. We just couldn't maybe lean on them too much the first two days, um, especially trying to do what we were both trying to do. Yeah. Um, and I was in a place where I needed to I needed to catch him pretty well, and and it's scary going into that tournament because, you know, last time we went there, if you had twenty pounds a day, you you might finish um, middle of the pack, right. and I knew that I'd have to have over that, you know, to do do what I needed to do probably, and you know, it, it seemed to work out both ways, you know. I mean, not only did you you know get in the classic because of yesterday, you know, me winning the open. But if you wouldn't have done your work at that event in Malax, it was so important. You, you wouldn't have been yeah. in a position to it, so important. Do, you so, know benefit from that? Yeah, yeah. so important. So. The, the four or five spots that I gained in the Malax tournament, although at the time seemed insignificant, really, really helped. I want to put you on the spot real quick, James. Please yeah. tell the story because Becky's sitting here on the couch. I'd like to hear it from. I'd rather you tell it than me tell it. <laughs> tell the story of of uh, Bobby Lane tried getting in yeah. there uh on the last day and he actually tried getting in there on the second day and i kind of was casting my crankbait at him and he was kind of giving me that bobby lane look like you'll fucker you know that bobby lane look yeah. that he gives and i talked to him yeah. at the day off on saturday and i'm like please bobby i'm like please look you're in please leave leave me have this spot man this every fish is going to count i'm going to need 23 or 24 to have a shot to make the classic please and he still showed up the last day. Now, pick it up there, James. Just kind of tell how I was negotiating could, with Bobby to get him out of there. Could I Could I interrupt you? Yeah. Explain the spot. Like, what kind of place were you guys? It's a yeah. little tiny rock. It, well, it's a, it's a, basically what it was, it was a kind of a hump is the best way you can describe it. Okay. Um, and the smallmouth would come in and feed at night is, is what I think we both assumed. And you'd get a window mm-hmm. of about an hour to two hours where they would still actively feed and then it would shut down like a light switch. So, you know, it was about 14, 13, 14 foot on top. How Dro- big was it? Uh, it was probably the size of maybe two or three boats, you oh, know, wow. the circumference of two or three boats. It had some little sweet spots mm. on it. But the last day we're there, and even though I pleaded with Bobby the day before at the, the festival, he comes comes in there, you know, and sets down. And go ahead, pick it up, James, and kind of tell Becky what I, what I bribed Bobby with. <laughs> Yeah, so first, um, apparently Ike had told him, you know, you can have my brand new Tundra, uh, fully loaded, <laughs> limited edition, blah, 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 lifted, and, and that didn't work. He threw that at him. He talked to him about that Saturday, and, you know, first thing that morning, he goes, I told you, Bobby, limited edition, Tundra, you can have it, man. You can have it all. Just just leave us alone. And, and, he, and it didn't work, so... He threw Becky on the table and, and, and offered offered to trade. You know, I'll, I'll even throw Becky in there, and you can have her, Bobby. And, and that's when Bobby left. <laughs> Indecent proposal. Yeah, I'm back. I'm sorry, so, I didn't tell you this. So did Bobby leave because he thinks that I'm like moving in? Yeah. Hey, hey. Did you scare the living daylight out of Yeah, it, it could be both ways. It could be a positive or a negative. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you're owed to me, woman. Get over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, Beck. I didn't tell you that part. But I actually I actually bribed you and the kids, and so the kids might have scared him off. I don't know if it was yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that may have been the final. Yeah, That's a that clever was, way to bring that, that in. Yeah, but he he did leave, which was awesome. Uh, I I, I got to ask you. I, I know we, we got we might have a special guest coming in here in a second to ask you a question, James. But I got to ask you, and this is a serious question. I know Becky's got her notepad out right now, ready to write it down. Could I know what what is your favorite restaurant uh, close by where you live or in Tulsa? We need we need to name your favorite uh, restaurant. Breaking news! Like breaking news! Raw, Wait, Jason! Jason! Breaking oh, news! What? Jason? What? Who's this? Yeah. Jason? Who's Jason? With Elon's <laughs> <Elam's> big win. <laughs> Once expelled angler Mike Iconelli has now been giving a second birth. Expelled. The pundits are pondering aloud 
Will Mike Iaconelli ever do something nice for Elon or just keep taking? <laughs> now that's up. Oh, that's great. <laughs> All right, back to the restaurant yeah, question. <laughs> we might have to talk financial compensation. You know? yeah. we, we might Andrew have to. Fees or, or something. I don't know. I've got, a couple, I've got a couple ideas up my sleeve, and I think tomorrow I'll be no. giving you a buzz, so... The tundra we, we, and okay. myself are not on. Yeah, that list. yeah. Be- Becky and the tundra cannot be on that list, but <laughs> they've already been given. Apparently, Bobby Lane's coming to pick us up at some point. Becky does have a really handsome brother. If you're interested. That's uh, no, no. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw him in the mix too. Josh is a good-looking guy, Beck. He's all right. He's all right. Brian. Uh, Jason, I, I want to ask you about the classic. Um, the last year, you were right there in the mix. There were three or four of us right there in the mix on the last day um, mm-hmm. d- down in Texas. Give me your thoughts on this year's classic on Hartwell. What What are you thinking about it? Uh, man, you know, I just I really haven't thought about it a lot to be honest with you. I just know that it's going to be. A late wintertime, early springtime tournament, just from the dates. Uh, I haven't ever been to Hartwell. I don't know if I'll go. Um, we get four days of practice in the uh, Classic, so that helps, you know. It yeah. helps with not going. But uh, I'd like to go drive around for a day at least, but I don't know if I'll get to do that, you know. We'll see. But my thoughts are, you know, it's got a lot of docks. It's, it's probably similar to things I'm used to. Uh, you can probably look around in the rivers if you want to if we got a warming trend but you know with the docks and everything it, it should be a, a a thing where you're you're looking for the last staging things you know before yeah. they go spawn i would think and uh that's kind of maybe what we'll get into do you th- do you believe in momentum i mean you've you've just just come Crazy off a win you're, you're probably not going to fish again until the classic so uh i, I think true. anybody in the tournament you've got the momentum right now I do. Uh, well, we got a long off season now, and it, it it's not the first time I've ended the season on a really strong note. And it, maybe it's a mental thing with me, you know. I know we got one or two tournaments left, and I, I just I put everything into it, and uh, I, I I tend to start off the season fairly slow. Now, last year I corrected that problem, and I had two or three good tournaments in a row. But the other three years I fished the Elite Series, I would I would start off slow and. And I made a, a conscious effort to try to change that, and that's something I try to do every year: is try to identify the weaknesses and and, and work on that. So, hopefully, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have everything together, and I'll do a little bit more winter fishing and and be ready. Well, you know, you you said you you you're probably not going to get the heart. Well, that just shocks me. I mean, I would think that, especially a place you've not been to before, that you wouldn't want to say go down there for a week or two. Uh, that's or, or two months, like Jacob Prosnick. <laughs> or two months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it can hurt and it can help. Uh, you can actually definitely use it to your benefit. Um, I've just done well in lakes not going uh, and, and seen them before. Okeechobee, Cherokee this year. Uh, you know, there's several others. You know, and there's some others I've I've been to. You know, for a day and done really really well at. And usually that's just a day of driving around, just seeing it. You know, just seeing what I'm going to be dealing with when I get there. That gives you probably the gives me the best idea of what to go off. But of course I I I take a week there, but you know I'm missing out on other things. It's going to cost me money to do it. And you know I probably will. It would be the smart thing to do, but it's not necessarily a make or break deal, I don't think. Yeah. I'd I'd agree. I'd agree. I don't think I don't think it's a must, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it yeah, throws you know, off. Conroe last year I, I spent one day driving around then I came back home. Yeah. So, and it's not a big lake either, though. So. Yeah. Well, that says a lot about confidence, and you can hear it coming through, uh, and what you're talking about. Just a moment, man. Just the current conditions. Or, yeah. Or, 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 or James. James. <laughs> it's all these J names yeah. coming around. Hi, James. James. Hi. It's, uh, it's, it's, Who's this? Hey, James. This is uh, this is Jock Meffries here from uh, Best Talk Live. How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Jim. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to give you a nickname because I've seen your dunk. I'd like to call you J Lom. Is that okay? J Lom. Yeah. J Lom. Yep. You can't do any better than that. You got a very memorable derriere. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I'd like to have you on BTL. Maybe we can not talk about your win, but maybe discuss 17th place. 
as well as rookie tour compensation. But Brian Carpenter says more people care about the American Kennel Club than that. But I disagree. Let's talk about it at nauseum. What do you think, Jimmy? I think it's a go. I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be on. You just let me know when we're going to do it. Ten four, good buddy. <laughs> wow, Jar Jar keeps popping in and out of our show. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Um, Man, I don't even know what to say. Jark totally messes me up every time he comes on. Uh, James, again, congratulations on that win, man. Very awesome. Great way to end the year. Wins are hard to come by, whether it's an Open or an Elite. Um, awesome job on that. Yeah. And and again, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, thank You're you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. That I, was, no, I, I, I got to know, Mike. What were you doing yesterday? Yeah. What was going on? Well, uh, we talked we talked about it a little bit just before he came on, but we tried Becky and I tried to keep really busy most of the day mm-hmm. to not think about it, not keep looking. Um, but you know, at the very end there, right before weigh in, I kind of logged on, I looked, and I saw that when Bowman left you, you had three, and I, you know, I'm looking at the rest of the field. There was only two guys that could help me. And I was, I mm-hmm. it it was it was tense, man. It was tense. I was I was uh, I was panicking. <laughs> you were a mess. I was a mess. You were a mess. I was a mess. I was hoping you caught two more in the last hour, and you did. That's freaking awesome, yeah. man. That's it, awesome. It was, it was. It, you know, after I won, I wanted to know what what's Ike doing right now. Is, <laughs> is he running around the house? Is he is he banging his head against the wall? <laughs> what's he doing? Yeah, we. A little bit of all that. There was some yelling. There was all some head. It. Yeah, there was some yelling, some head banging. There was some alcohol consumption. A lot of that stuff. <laughs> Actually, I think just one person did you we wake have up to with apologize headache? to. Like we have to apologize to Bowman. Yeah. Because the man called yeah. to give us pretty good news. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And all we did was scream. And it was, <laughs> right. We, the two of us just screamed. Yeah. There was no words. We screamed there was at no him. talking. We just screamed. Yeah, Bowman actually called me before you weighed in. So Casey was winning. You were next to weigh. And Bowman called me and basically said, looks like you're probably going to get in. Um, you know, so at that point, we kind of, as soon as he said that, I didn't hear anything else he said the rest of the conversation because <laughs> I was freaking out. So it was it was, it was was awesome. It, it's as close as you can get to feeling like you've won an event or caught like a 10-pounder as you can get without no, actually no. fishing. We That's what it imagine. felt like. That's what you it should have went live when I, that was going I, Well, on. we did we later, did but, but I should have. We already finished off the bottle of champagne by then. We so did. Little, <laughs> we did, yeah. yeah we were, James, I have to know, you know, you just had this amazing win. How do you feel yeah. having to share all of the spotlight? Yeah, that's okay. The narrative <laughs> the past day has been more about Ike making the classic because of me winning and, instead of me winning. That's just not right. <laughs> that's just wrong. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, that, that has been kind of the. But, but that, I mean, I understand. I mean, it's great. I, you I won either way. You, and, you, you know, can say I, that I, I, I still get the credit for that. So yeah. it, it's been great. Um, but, but yeah, and it's a cool story, though. That's And people like that and they want to hear about that. And, and that's what's so neat about the sport is. So it's understandable. It's It's an awesome deal. We, uh, I got to ask you when, just before you were about to weigh in, uh, you know, did you consider calling Mike and negotiating? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I should have. Uh, I knew, I knew, I, I didn't know that well. I, I knew it was gonna be very, very, very close, so I didn't feel that confident in doing something like that. I didn't have Mike's number, so <laughs> uh, you know, I, I probably would have done something. You know, like, uh, yeah, most people don't get to I talk. Said something. Most people don't get to talk to their guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> How about this guy? See, uh, I, mean, what is, I mean, come on. Who are you doing that for? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, again, James, thank you. An awesome win. And uh, and make sure you text your favorite restaurant. Yes, please like, like, text like those, it like, to me. Those $40 dinner plates, you know? 
Yes. Uh huh. High dollar. Yep. High okay. dollar place. Hey. Hey, Jim, you'll be lucky Thank if you get an O'Meals and a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> O'Meals yeah, and a Taco Warehouse gift bag. O'Meals and a Nike Live uh, hat. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. I can probably sell a hat. We'll have Eric the intern sign the Ike Live hat. It'll be worth something. Uh, good, good. Well, thanks, right, for... Well, guys, uh, thanks for having Rough me. Rough crowd. You got it. Thanks for coming on. James Elon, everybody. On a great win. Wow, awesome win. Thank you. Brian the Carpenter. What happened? You surprised me on that one, you. <laughs> My bad. You guy. Guy, yeah. you. You guy. How can you not take him? No, that was awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you called him. Speaking of why we're on this topic of this tournament, big shout out to Dave Mansu. Yeah. For a top twelve, yeah, man, Dave Sue, man, Dave Sue, Dave, uh, Dave said uh, well, he finally got in the twelfth spot on the height line. It was uh, a <laughs> no. no, I think I actually think he was he was in. <laughs> they were picking for kickball. <laughs> no, he's in Texas right now, loading his gun after he just heard that. Uh, no, I think he fit, he was eighth going into the last day, yep. and I think he may have fallen a hair, but but he had a top, he had a nice top ten finish, which is great. Yep. He said congratulations, even though he knows you weren't rooting for him. <laughs> I was rooting for him to have a second to third place finish in this event. So. Good job, yeah. man, too. That was awesome. Uh, in other news, I uh, want to bring this up real quick. The Open before um, that uh, uh, Kennedy got in through Wiggins' win, the other big news there was Hunter Shyrock, good friend of the show. In the elites. Qualified for the elites and accepted. That was pretty awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations Hunter. to Hunter Shiro. Well done. Yeah, great well job. Done. He actually talked to him today a little bit. Okay. Talking about the pressure and, uh, you know, the uneasiness that goes with accepting an elite spot. You know, it's there. He's there now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you work toward it and you work and you work and you put in those months and there's a lot of pressure there, but then you make it. And now the and work like, really starts. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, now, because now you've got. The bills, and you've got, you know, yep. you got to, you got to sign this letter by what is it, November, right? Yeah. You got to accept. So he's got a whole new world ahead of him of officially now being a lead angler. So, you know, I wish you the best, Hunter. It's a tough road, but you know. Good luck. Yeah. Well, I, well you know, I, I like Hunter uh, as an elite angler because he's not a rookie. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, he's been out on the open trails, uh, battling tournaments. Multiple bodies of water fishing the centrals, right. fishing the southerns, the northerns. All three. He's seen it all. He's he's had great success in a lot of different styles of, of water and fishing. So uh, yeah, I, I look for Hunter. Uh, you know, if he can manage all the distractions that you're just talking about, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think he could have a good year coming up. I think he's going to have a good one. Also, a big update here, and Brian DeCarpenter, give me a little more insight on that. Uh, Big international competition that. that just took place yeah. in South Africa. Uh, I thought it was interesting to see first day Italy winning, mm-hmm. and then the second day uh, South Africa coming back to take the title, and the U.S. moving up to second place and getting the silver in that event. Mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. Did, you, did any of the South African anglers say, but, but you're using Blick? No? <laughs> uh, lethal weapon reference, Pete. For Christ's sake, I gotta have like a translation to Pete and everything. Like everyone else knew what that was. I knew what it was. Tommy, you didn't know what that is, Tommy. <laughs> I, you're right. I, I'm sure at least five or six percent of our audience was dialed right in. Tell me right now. I bet that our whole damn audience knew what that. That's it's, it's it's thirty or over. Uh, it, here, here's my thought on that tournament. I mean, the first the first thought is. What they're doing there, I love the premise, which is to have an, a true international competition. Yeah. We talked about this before. Sport needs this thing, right? The sport needs – they had how many? Nine? Was it nine or 13 or somewhere around there countries represented? Really cool. I like that event. You know, the second thing that, that comes to my mind is the selection of the team, you know, which was kind of based around – a lot of it was based around FLW – they were co-sponsoring it somehow, so majority of the competitors were FLW guys. So was it a true representation of the very best in the United States? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You know, that's that's up up for grabs. That's debatable. That's debatable. FLW, it? Yeah. FLW was involved in it heavily. I think I think I want to say you know 
90% of the anglers were uh, FLW guys. Mm-hmm. Fred Romanis, I think, was one that wasn't. There might have been one more. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting, you know. <laughs> what? Who was that? Wow! Wow! Man, he just he keeps popping up in every show. I have to give him a permanent seat. You like live show? What is that? It's Chris, Chris app, Jones, Chris bitch. Jones. It's an app that Stockel turned me on to, and it's a Chris Jones bobblehead. Wow. And Chris saying, Jones has his own app? And it has all of his sayings, dude. It's so hilarious. Wow. Wow. <laughs> hey, I why don't we have an app? I don't, the apps are expensive. You know what would be fun to have Mark Jeffries and Chris Jones in the same room? They would be. They're... <laughs> All right, I got to jump both. in real, real quick here. Yes. You guys are stressing me out. Okay. We're, we're Behind. 20 minutes late on a guy who was on Shark Tank. Oh, 20 minutes late. Okay, so let's do this. Uh, when we come back, we're going to jump right into Vance from Line Cutters. Yep. Uh, hang in there with us. When we come back, Vance from Line Cutters, David Cosner, after him. It's going to be a great show. Great hang in story. there. We'll be right back.